We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Feeling okay, feeling alright, feeling okay. I've been up high, I've been all the way. You my vibe, doing what it takes, sacrificing everything I ever could have gave. Feeling alright, feeling okay. Veterans, Medwell, this is our 2018 NFL mock draft episode. We've been at it all day. Mm. Yes, we have. Y'all, it's been an all-day affair. By the way, if you did not recognize that uh, opening, it's because it's new. Johnny mm. Petrop, my bro, uh, he just came out with an EP with his bro's EQ lyrics and champ beats called Tacos and Liquor out now, so go cop that. Yo, by the way. It's called Tacos and Liquor. It's called Tacos and Liquor. By okay. the way. Not, not Tacos and Liquor out now. No, not cold tacos and liquor out now. No, <laughs> tacos and liquor sounds like a terrible fucking combination. By the way, uh, not when you're, wh- dude. How many times oh, have we been drunk? Tacos and we went after to get liquor. Tacos? Yeah, 100%. Yes. Ooh, hold on. What was the the spot in Vegas by the Luxor? Was tequila tacos and tequila? Oh yeah, yeah. See that was that was fire. I know, but that like you know what else was fire? Stuff that was coming out of me like four hours later. <laughs> dude, we we got the check immediately. I know. Right to the bathroom. E- either one of those things by themselves, like in abundance, will make you. I mean, tacos and, and liquors. I've, I feel like t- I've eat. never. I've, it's a very good combination. I've, I'd say every time I went to like a Mexican restaurant, I've had tacos and tequila together all the time. Damn, like, that's nice. Oh, nah, nah. Nice taco and a margarita. Come on, bro. Yo, Marks, I can't wait to have margaritas this summer. For real, though. Yo, not for nothing. Today is spring. Like, it's, I'm so happy. It's nice, it's nice enough to have a Marg. That's for fuck sure. You know what's nice enough? The weather's nice. I know. Thank Finally, bro. Thank God. Spring is here. Yeah. S- spring is sprung. It's sprung. Has t- it? Until we get snow on Thursday. I'm sprung. I was just thinking that. I mean, yo, T-Pain had hits. I'm sprung. I was just thinking about that. Yo, and he can sing without auto-tune. I know, but he's a pioneer, so you know what I'm saying? He's a pioneer. I always say that about T-Pain. He's I an icon. It. Give that man his credit. He does get his credit. I'm just saying. Yo, yo, you know who doesn't get credit? Yeah, what's up with this episode last week? What happened? Oh, yeah. Let's address that. Yo, 
Yo, guys. <laughs> All right, so I just want to let everyone know, right? Like, obviously, we record onto these SD cards, and the files are supposed to be there. And sometimes when it's like they get built up with old episodes, I got to clear them and shit. I didn't clear the cards. There's old-ass episodes on there, but the ones we recorded are dis- just disappeared. And I was walking around my apartment, texting Tim, texting the chat, texting... I, was, I, was lo- I wanted to rip my hair out. Thank God no one was here. Actually, no, I don't think anyone was here. I, yo, I swear to God, I was going to flip this... Ta- I was going to come in here to flip a table and then walk out. Like, I just need to do something. Yo, we're I was such a little bitch. fully engaged in conversation, and out of nowhere, you say that, and Tim just goes, yo, just don't do that. <laughs> yeah. uh, stop. Don't flip the table. Don't flip the table. Figure then, it out. Then you're going to get all the files out, and that's that's not good. Well, yeah. we, we also had a weird schedule last week because it was going to be one of those episodes that we had stashed. Yeah. Right? And then you guys went to the Yankee game, and uh-huh. then before you know it, we just couldn't... Dude, and that was another thing too. I saw someone in like your your Twitch was like, "Oh, you guys had too much fun at the Yankee game," and then I went right into the chat like, "No, the fucking <laughs> <laughs> Joe was like having a little bit of a nervous breakdown. Yo, I really hate when stuff like that happens. It irks me. Like, I feel that he was he was I don't know he was also texting me on the side of the chat. Like it was yeah. just, it was the tech that the, the group chat that it was just me Were as well. Keeping just, him I'm, sane. I'm, I'm just getting the like I'm like right, calm sane. down. It's all right. Minute. Let's think this through. Because I was, I was telling them right before the show, like, I don't mind it being my fault, but let me know that it's my fault. But when shit just disappears, I'm like, yo, what the fuck happened? It's crazy because the, the last episode we did was three separate files. Yeah, I know. So you'd expect if one of the files went corrupt, just give not me, all I know. three like, yo, Just get. give me one. Just give me one. Let me have one of them. That's it. Just, just the... Damn, yep. it was a good episode too. Should we tell them what it was? No, no. Right. We'll record it. We'll yeah, record we'll record it. it. It'll come out. Um, but yeah, this is this is our mock draft uh, that's coming up. But we want to talk about first of all, let's talk about the NFL a little bit right now. Some Des- yeah, it's been a while since we recorded little current events. Some Des Bryant. Hmm. Des Bryant uh, gets released by the Cowboys. Rumored to go to the Giants. I guess Seahawks links today. Seahawks that links too. as well. What do you think he hands up? I don't know, man. I think that he's right now. I think the reason why he's not being picked up is probably because he's overvaluing himself. Uh, I, I when he left, like I remember there was a report that he said, "I'll see you twice a year." Yeah, and I just kept thinking, like, all right, Des Bryant five years ago, if he said that, yeah, I'm sure everyone in the NFC East would be lining up to to sign him. But you're talking about a guy whose skills are clearly on the decline, who can't really get open anymore. Who's really like a 50-50 ball kind of dude? Who still can do it with the 50-50 ball? Still a great red zone threat. Mm. So he'll he'll find value, but it's it's not the same value he's gonna get as a number one wide receiver, big play type of guy. And I think that might be the money he's looking for right now. I, what else? What is other reason would it be that he's not signed yet? He was tweeting some shit too that got not. It didn't really irritate me, but I was like, yo, my dude, like, where was this the last couple of years? Where he's like, oh, if I didn't have the drive, if you didn't think I had the drive in me then, just watch what happens now. Like my dude. Well, you know what happened? He got paid. Years. That I think too. he got paid. And I, I also think that a lot of his success was because he had Tony Romo. If you line up his splits between Romo and Dak, completely different wide receiver. He had a lot of foot injuries. It slowed him down. I've been his number one, I'm not going to say hater, critic. And I feel like my opinion on him has been validated through the years. Is a guy he can't get open. Inside the red zone, inside the 20s, I think he's the best wide receiver in football. Inside the 20s, he has dope ball skills, 50-50 balls. He goes up for them, like Tim said. But, yo... You want 16 point. You want to be the uh, a top wide receiver in the league, uh, money wise. I need Antonio Brown production, and you're giving me Good skill number set two. You're Brown giving skills. me Michael Crabtree production, and I can't have that. And you know, it's like oddly similar. Like Jordy Nelson without Aaron Rodgers is 
Dez the last couple of years without Romo. Yeah. Yeah, he has been. It's like a timing thing, or it's just like a, a rapport they build, and now he doesn't have that with Dak. In the beginning of the year, we were saying, you know what? He's had a tough stretch of cornerbacks. You know, he played Jenkins. He played uh, the guys out in Denver. He played a lot of tough guys, and then he's playing, you know, number two corners, number three corners, and he still was slacking. And it's like, yo, you know, let's just let's just say what he is at this point. Yeah, call a spade a spade. Not yeah. for nothing, too, like good for the Cowboys. I, I feel players when they say there's no loyalty in this game, but it's a business at the end of the day. And that was definitely the right business move 100%. And not for nothing the Cowboys have a history of keeping people for too long. Right. They also have they also treat him right. Like yo, this dude hasn't had a 1000-yard season in the last two seasons. Like yo, you're not going to be making 15 million dollars a year. I'm sorry. Get the fuck out of here. Like he's he he said he's salty because he would have redone his contract. But I don't think if you're going for 15 million what, what the value for a receiver that he that the he is right now is what? 7 Eight, yeah, right, and, and he's not taking that large of a pay cut. And yo, like I said before, I, I'm a big critic of Dez for seven million dollars. Sign me up on Word the Giants, up. hell yeah, right. If you're the Giants, you got Odell on one side, you got Shepard sure. in the slot, you got Ingram, and now you throw Dez in there, he's never gonna see number one and coverage, po- and possibly Saquon Barkley if he gets drafted. That's all of a sudden a There's playoff offense there too. And 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 with Dez there, he's not. He's gonna do what Brandon Marshall was supposed to do last year. He comes into the Giants, and it's gonna be the first time in his career where he doesn't face number one coverage. Not gonna get double teamed. But then Marshall went down. But with with Dez for the, for the right contract, I'd be all in on him there. Yeah. Also, his role would change dramatically, without a doubt, especially yeah. on a team like the Giants. It'd be interesting if he went to Seattle where he's linked. I don't know if that'd be a good fit. Like so, opposite Baldwin. What team do you think Seattle's would be on the, on the down? Team. I have I have a team for him. Seattle's like the Des Bryant of teams. They're like kind of still okay, but they're clearly on the, on the back end of this dynasty that they've they had going for a little bit. Like they're clearly starting to lose it. Yo, what about this? Des on the Packers. I think that that Devontae Adams back shoulder. Devontae Adams is now the number one receiver there. Randall Cobb in the slot, and now you have Des as a number two wide receiver could become sort of. Like a Jordy Nelson type, very similar wide receivers if you think about it. Except Dez is definitely way better than him inside the red zone. Could you see Dez? I don't know. Jordy Nelson has been a good red zone guy, especially with Aaron Rodgers. He has been. He has been. I do think that's a lot of Aaron Rodgers. But yeah, but but Aaron Rodgers is still there though. No, but but what I mean, what what I mean by what I mean by Dez being a better red zone wide receiver in the sense of like high pointing footballs and jump balls and fades, where Jordy a lot of it is he's running one way and he does like a finger point to a spot, and him and Rodgers are just on that the great chemistry there where they just throws them open kind of thing. For sure, I think a team like that would be fine. About Houston, if he goes in the slot, I was talking about that with Impy before. (laughs) I don't know if he would go to the slot though. That'd the slot's probably the best place for him at this point. That's you saw it. You saw it extend the careers of a lot of guys, though. And I mean, like Fitzgerald, like fifty-fifty, like possession guy, like go five yards and get slot? me a tough first down. Uh, the slot. Yeah, sl- get slot it? king. We're talking about vaginas. Uh, <laughs> I think I think Larry Fitzgerald Fitzgerald extended his career. He'll probably catch another hundred passes this year, depending on who the quarterback is. I fucking love. Yeah, that I think guy. Des can excel there with Fuller blow- blowing like the top off and then Hopkins Nuke doing it all. Thing. Luke. I mean, he's a good fit on twenty teams. Just, I mean, not nah, he is. Which one him, is yeah. he? Yeah, which one is he gonna decide Willing to take to the money? And which one's gonna offer, offer him more money? Because with anyone will take him on his team. He just has to take a pay cut and change his role. Yeah, he's, he's gonna end up fit. on a on a team like Miami or Baltimore, 
and they're going to break the bank on them. And they're, like, yeah. they're going to be sick like five, six games you into the year. see that with year. Carolina, too. Like They traded Kelvin Benjamin and them. Baltimore is, you know my, like, is my prediction. I think that's where Baltimore. he is. Any, Baltimore. Any, they need me out in Baltimore. Anybody. Baltimore. Baltimore is one of the draft. Your year. fucking uh, result of all, any wide receiver <laughs> is like, yo, they need Joe Santa. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying I could get out there. I could catch some balls, guys. I'm so I'm you know. What else is going on? You love catching balls, don't you? Well, Tim put out a tweet about uh, the most clickbait <laughs> article of all time. Oh, yeah. About oh, this horse yeah, shit. Oh, it's all horse shit. Everything that you're hearing about the Patriots right now, ladies and gentlemen, is horse shit. Why do they do this? They're going to go 13-3 and three again. Bro. And they're going to do it until Tom Brady dies. Listen, I agree that like <laughs> he if he comes back, that it's a cakewalk. But, yo, my man is 43 years old, too. Nah, nah he's, he's... Where? He's, was he 41? 40. But he's 40. the MVP. Yeah. So... He's 40. But, yo, uh, so at he, some point, you like, there's wear and tear of uh, the camp, which I'm sure he is a light camp for him. The season... You know what I'm saying? Like, you want to live life... Dude, so, Adam, time out. Are you, you actually, know, like... Yeah, you buying know, it? Yes, why dude, not? I'm buying you it, too. Lost his You're buying I'm buying it. You lost guys I'll, off his old I'll line. tell you why I think you guys are being so narrow-minded and you're not really expanding uh, your horizon. You're there just you thinking because he's at his top, like he's still playing top of a wall. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying like even like with interviews and stuff, this dude clearly like puts football over everything. Mm. I don't think he's done. Not one interview in particular. The, the Tom vs. Time thing. Tom vs. Time opens up your eyes that the, the end is near. Also... The whole rift between Belichick, Kraft, and Brady was because they got rid of Garoppolo. Kraft wanted Brady to be the guy, get rid of Garoppolo, build for the future now. with Tom. Right? Yeah. Win now kind of thing. Belichick is like, yo, I got this kid. He's a young stud, and he's he's my successor. I'm staring at him all the time, and I'm like, oh, my God, Brady's going to be out the door. I got the next Brady for the next 15 years. What happens? They get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo. What happens this offseason? Right? One, the uh, soldier leaves, Fleming leaves, the other tackle. They lose Deion Lewis. They lose Amendola. They lose Brandon Cooks. That's five very important pieces for the Patriots on offense. So what can Belichick turn around and do to Kraft? He's weakening this team offensively to the point where he could turn to Kraft and be like, yo, look, Brady's the issue here. Brady's on the decline now. Brady's starting to drop off. His production's starting to drop off. Think about this also. Malcolm Butler last year, 97.8% of the snaps played in the regular season. 100% of the snaps in the playoffs didn't play in the Super Bowl. There's a rift between the players now taking shots at Belichick. Amendola left, and he was like, yo, he's kind of an asshole. I don't, I didn't like playing for him, but at the end of the year, we always won. What happens when you don't win? All this shit starts to hit the fan, and that's exactly what you're seeing now with the Pats. Dude, there's conspiracy theories, and then there's that. That is That seems pretty reach. deep for me. Listen. Here's what here's a, what's happening, right? I agree with the the first part of that because Jimmy G would have cost them like he did 125 mil easily, right? So they needed to stick with Tom or get rid of him. And Belichick, listen, got rid of Drew Drew Bledsoe. If you don't remember, Drew Bledsoe went to the Cowboys and made a Pro Bowl. Like the guy still had it, and that's a guy who played in a Super Bowl for the Patriots, right? So this is not some dude, right? This is a Pro Bowl player that he he. He saw Tom Brady. He knew he was the one. Belichick doesn't... I've said this multiple times. He seems like he doesn't have a soul, right? Like, he just sold it for championships, right? So, he doesn't have a chance. He's not going to be feel sad about getting rid of Tom Brady. Robert Kraft is, right? So, what do you do? And that, that causes a riff, yes, but to, to suggest that he's losing on purpose and he's going to tarnish his own legacy just to get kind of even... 
that's not a move yeah. that's a Bill Belichick kind of move. I don't I don't see that happening. And to think that like I don't I don't dude, I think to even assume that Tom Brady's not playing this year is kind of It's outrageous. What you know Tom Brady is a competitor. We all know Tom Brady is yeah. the ultimate competitor. You think he's going to leave the Patriots the year that he, after he won the MVP and lost in the Super Bowl? I think it's more likely that he would go to a different team than to retire. No, 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 he would I don't think he would ever do that. I think he would. I, 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 that's would. that's what I'm, I'm just trying to paint the picture of like retirement. If the pass cut ties, I bet you Brady would play for the Jets. Well, they wouldn't He's cut ties like with that. him. It'd just be him retiring. Did you guys watch the interaction between him and Giselle on Tom versus Time? Let's hear this. She's been no. Nah, I mean, she's just been up yeah. his ass the whole time about retiring and yeah, to but get I'm sure up. It's like leave. that in every household. She's retired, no. Yeah, she. I'm sure she just wants some time with her husband and shit. You know. Yeah, but I'm sure it's like that every day, and like every single fucking player who goes who doesn't go through that when they get up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's been around the block. Around for There's nothing years. else it's more been for him the to, world. There's nothing else for him to prove at all. Even that they lost in the Super Bowl, it, it wasn't his fault. Guy had 500 yards. But yeah, when you t- when you hear him talk about the book and all the shit that he does and all this like whatever metrics he's talking about, it was all f- to prolong this career. It was all to keep his body in tip-top shape so he can compete at this level. Right. This is a plan. It's not like let's get here and then just quit. Not to mention that the book kind of becomes bullshit at that point, right? The book that he's trying to sell with his longevity, that kind of just becomes garbage. I don't think so. A guy who's 40 years old just won MVP. I think the book, that alone sells the book. I yeah. mean, there's been good 40-year-olds before, though. There hasn't been good 45-year-olds. 40-year-olds that won MVP? No. But that were clearly the best player in the league? 40 years old. Yeah, 40 well, he, he, he's the outlier, and the book helps his case there. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I just think that, come on. He's fucking playing, man. I don't think it's as as obvious clickbait as as Tim made it seem to be. I do. I think that there's some. I, think, so. I think that there's there's something there. I think it's a slow, it's a slow week. I'm with you. That's what it is. I think he's playing. It's like not even close. I think he's laughing. Ha! Fucking idiots! I bet you he's yelling at fucking Julian Edelman right now in the mountain somewhere. <laughs> in in the, in the mountain <laughs> somewhere. Uh, anyway. Uh, should we get to this draft? Yeah. Sure. Don't sue us. But yeah, we have a we have a mock draft uh, that we have uh, built out, and uh, the uh, order of it was kind of randomized. I think Impy, you did it. Well, the order in, in which we're picking, and we're all, using the NFL. Oh like yeah, the well, actual NFL draft. We're, we're doing the actual draft, and we're not really drafting like what we think the teams are going to do. This is what we think the team should do. Mm. Right. If we were the GMs. Right. And we're yeah. going to alternate. And what's so it's going to go in order. What's your, like, draft strategy? Is it always just, like, best available? I think you, boss, is a best available guy, or am I crazy? Um, in, like, real life, I am. But in this approach, like, I sometimes... I mixed it up a bit with this. You mix it up with, like, some need, need team need? Yeah, if it was, like, a need, I'm like, all right, you know, we can go need here. But, I, you know, if BPA, like... I'm trying to think of like Leonard Williams to the Jets a couple of years ago. Like sometimes if some guy falls in your lap like that, you have to take I him. don't think there's another option but to take him. Yeah. So what happens is uh you just build on your strength, I think. It, you take you take the best available player and you fill your needs through free agency. Because with free agency you know that, oh, I need a left guard and this left guard's available, I'll just pay to get him and I know what I'm getting there. Right. And the draft comes after free agency, so yeah. you know you could 
yeah, you just plan take accordingly the best, for your yeah, draft. Yeah, you just take the best available there. I have a theory, and it's sort of short and sweet and to the point. If you're drafting at the top of the draft, you usually probably have a bunch of needs, so take the best available player. And if you're drafting towards the bottom, you're probably a, you know, a better team. You're well off. Draft the need because you can afford to. That's the sort of the way I'm looking at it. So I... I I approach this like I kind of approach my fantasy drafts, right? So you rank your players that you like in tiers, right? So if there's a guy that's a tier above that's available but not necessarily in my need position, I'm going to take him. But if I have two guys in the same tier and one of them fits a need that I really have and the other guy is like going to play behind a Pro Bowl player or something like that, then I'm taking my need and I'm filling the need, right? But it's got to be in that same tier because – like, because you, you never know. Like, uh, let's use Leonard uh, Williams as the example because you just did, right? What happened there is the Jets had crazy good defensive tackles Sheldon Richardson, Muhammad Wilkerson, Snacks. Snacks Harrison, right? And then all of a sudden, two years later, guess who's the only man standing on that defensive line? It's Leonard Williams. And I think that's that's because you know, like, you, you never know wh- what's going to happen and who could fall off. In the NFL, people fall go from Pro Bowl to falling off to the point where they're getting cut within a year. Yeah, but not even that. Also, these guys end up getting paid, too. You might not want to match that salary. Yeah, so if I, if I have a stacked defensive line like the Jets did at the time, because that was the one bright note that the Jets had, was that defensive line was so elite. So what happens when Richardson and, and Snacks and all these guys want to get paid, you can say, you know what? All right, later, Rich. We'll see you later, Sheldon Richardson, because we got Leonard Williams now on a rookie deal making $3 million a year instead of making 14 or whatever Richardson's also, contract was valued at the time. And Richardson or any other case, you never know what happens off the field. Richardson was involved yeah, in a lot yeah. of off-the-field stuff. You don't want to commit to a guy like that when you have Williams who's, you know, what the what you want to embody your franchise I saw this up on close and off the field. I saw this up close and personal with the Giants. The Giants' glory days from 2005 to about 2012 – they had a solid foundation at defensive line and offensive line. So what happened during that time, that seven to eight year time where the Giants are in the draft, they would try to find an outside linebacker because they needed one. They tried to find a corner because they needed one. They didn't they didn't take a offensive lineman or a defensive lineman all those years. And then what happens? All those guys start to retire or they fall off. Then your strength becomes a weakness and you're missing on all these draft picks. My whole approach has always been best available player. And then free agency, that's when I fill up the holes that I need. Makes sense. Uh, all right, cool. So let's uh, let's get to this draft. I mean, yeah, we're going in regular order like where it is. Uh, Boss has the first pick as the Cleveland Cleveland Browns. So uh, where are you going? So I grab this mannequin head next to me. Oh, God. <laughs> and I see the letters across its forehead is probably what a lot of Browns fans have been saying the last... I don't know, 20 years or so. It says, help me. <laughs> homage to Al Snow. Shout out to Al Snow. Homage. Homage. This guy said homage. <laughs> it's homage. <laughs> homage. And uh, this this mannequin head right here, no lie, probably epitomizes everything the Browns stand for. We've talked about it on the podcast you know, uh, several times. And this year they have a chance to turn that narrative around with two top five picks. And uh, I was lucky enough to be rewarded the number one overall pick mm-hmm. in this year's 2018 NFL Draft. And I'm going with Sam Darno. Ooh. Darnold. Darno. Darno. Tra- Darnold. Shout out to Travis Darno. Darnold. Darnold. Shout out. <laughs> Darnold. Again. Sammy. 
I'm on my Tim shit, son. Yo, names. I keep calling Yo, Darno too. It's spelled the exact same way. I know. That's why. No, nah, it's not because the Mets guy has the, the apostrophe. And no, he doesn't. Just lowercase d e. Oh yeah. It's anyway. Darnold. Sam Darnold. Darnold. Um, at USC, I I think the move here it could be. I think it has to be quarterback. Obviously, you have your pick of the litter at one. But uh, I'm going Sam Darnold. Darnold. I'm calling Darno. Darnold. Um, he threw like 100 more times last year. His freshman numbers were probably better. Uh, he's 6'4", 220. He's everything you want, you know, in terms of that physical presence as a quarterback. And he can run, too. Don't sleep on his wheels. He averaged four yards a carry his freshman year. It, this year, his numbers were down because he was more of a pocket passer. But I just like what he brings, you know, to a team. Obviously, all quarter, all of these quarterbacks can bring something to a team, but... Listen, he threw 26 touchdowns this year. His picks were up. He threw four more picks this year. But he played in the USC spotlight, the Pac-12, and that's in the Rose Bowl every weekend. Um, I think he can handle whatever's thrown his way as every Cleveland quarterback who takes that the reins is thrown. Like Deshaun Kaiser was expected big things as a second-round pick. He's going to be expected even more out of his number one pick. He's going to have to start from day one, but I think he's the man for this job. One thing I gotta say about Darnold that really, that Darnold that really struck me was, dude caught lost nine fumbles last year. That's a lot of fumbles to lose. Now he was always under pressure, and USC, who usually has a great line, it was horrible last year. A little bit, yeah, weaker than usual. So usually they have at least one or two guys on the line getting drafted in the first round, second round, but that's not the case this year. So. That worries me a little bit, that ball protection aspect, but that has to do with him being, a, you know, young. and He's 20. Yeah, so he definitely has all the tools, strong arm, check, athletic, check, good in the pot, good in, I'm sorry, good under pressure until last year, check, but considering how much he was under pressure, good, good under pressure. Can make throws on the run, check. Uh, so I, I like the pick. I think this is clearly the number one quarterback in the draft. He also only has two years of college ball played. Keep that in mind. Like he redshirted one. He's been in college three years, but only has two years of. Time. You said you think he's gonna start day one. Yeah, I I disagree. T-Mobile, no. I don't know. Is it? Is I think. The, I mean, I think. Is I think T-Mobile si- someone you want to learn from as a pocket pass? Like, well, he well one thing about T-Mobile is that he doesn't turn the ball over. He's really good at not doing that, and so I think it'll be an, throw it. I think it's an ideal situation yeah, for him to actually. It. it doesn't. I mean, whoever's the quarterback, it's important, but. I think what's more important is 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 like just taking a year and 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 just learning. So whoever was the last that quarterback time we saw is, a quarterback take a year. It's not gonna that happen. Highly highly so drafted. No, nah, it's not gonna happen. He's, I think he'll be he'll be the starter by week five. I'll bet with you. Friendly wager. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's see if he gets drafted first. Because they <laughs> might the go. Brownies, yeah, yeah they, they might pull a Josh it. Allen because that's been the trend lately. People are talking about Josh Allen being there. So we'll see. I, I think the the biggest. The biggest thing with with, with uh, Darnold is obviously the turnovers, but he's so young, man. And the another issue with him was he was in the spotlight all year because USC is a traditional power, a very popular team to the public, and they're always on national television. So the spotlight was bigger on him where everything is really nitpicked. Uh, 13 interceptions, 9, nine fumbles uh, last season. Um, but the year before, with a much better team, don't forget, they had Dory Jackson going both ways. And then you had Juju Smith on that team, too. And we see what Juju is doing in the league right now. He's lining it up. So when you lose your number one receiver, you're going to take a little bit of a drop off. Uh, he's he's the closest thing, I guess, in this draft to Andrew Luck, 
where a lot of people are very, very high on him and have been high on him for years. And the last time that they were talking up a guy this much was Andrew Luck. And Andrew Luck turned out to be fine before he got hurt. And now it's an unknown. But for the most part, I think that if you're Cleveland, it has to be a quarterback. And I think it got to be this guy. Yo, does it bother you guys? I mean, obviously, because I'm taking him one. But does it bother you guys of someone like coming from a warm weather school like USC? So like go to the shitty conditions of Cleveland where it's probably like raining or snowing. I, 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 I really from November on. Yeah, but I, I liked it because at his pro day it when was it raining, was raining right. and yeah, they asked the him, rain. "Yo, do you want to?" He's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna. I gotta throw in the rain because it's not gonna always be perfect." And Cleveland got the number one pick. I might be going to Cleveland, so let me throw in the rain. They said so, more people were hyped about that that he took yeah. on that challenge. I feel like and they wanted to see him in the rain. Like Matt Leinart was one like a pretty boy that I would be nervous about with that and I feel like Mark Sanchez, so Sanchez. even was like a kind of pretty boy. I, Darno never struck me as a pretty boy kind of prima donna going to complain about that. He really he puts his chin strap on. Like you don't really know what his voice sounds like cuz he's not really in the media like those guys were. So he just he straps on his whatever or whatever other fucking phrase i could use that's super stereotypical he straps on his helmet and gets out there to play but yeah he he gets tough dude so like i don't have a problem with that that's cool because all these guys are from unless unless how's the weather in wyoming <laughs> nah, that's probably that, yeah that's, all these guys are, are coming from warm weather so that's where quarterbacks are coming from these days anyway they're coming but from the west coast also they go to like oregon and play yeah utah utah's freezing so i mean there's some cold packed 12 schools even even though the home games are being played in california that's true uh, all right, now on the clock we have Nick. Yeah, with the Giants. Oh yeah, don't fuck it up. Good morning. Oh, I hope they don't mess it up. Hold on, I'm getting a, I'm getting a phone call. Um, yes, hello. Hi, this is the GM of the Bills. Uh, how you doing there? GM of the Giants. Yeah, uh, you know, Nick doing Lane. all right, hanging in there. A little nervous with this pick. You know, see what we're gonna do, but we have our eyes on uh, somebody. Yeah, you're see, on the clock. So you know what happened? <laughs> you know what ha- what had happened was we got this pick right, and then we traded for another first round pick. I don't know if you know this, but that means we have two first round picks. Now. Mm. So two is better than one, right? Yeah, I would say so. And we got this. We got you guys got Eli Manning. Mm-hmm. Right, he's a champ and all that. So like. I got two first-round picks, dog, and you got one, and I'm trying to trade you my two first-round picks so you can get good players, and so I can get my one player. Like, what do you say about that? So you want to give me 12 and 22 for the number two pick? I'd like, I'd like to give you 12 and 22. All right, hold on. Let me call Roger Goodell to make sure that you get drug tested because I know 420 <laughs> was just a couple days ago because you must be out of your mind if you think I'm even going to entertain that. All right, I figured that. You know, you got to start low. What if I gave you 12, 22, and the two second-round picks that I have this year? Uh, I would say that we're getting a little warmer, but I want your one next year also. Mm, see, now you're asking for a lot. How about this? How about I give you I think mine? I'm asking for the right deal because if you look at the history of the league, that's what it takes. Tennessee gave the Rams a first-round pick in 2016, two second-round picks in 2016, a third-round pick in 2016, a first-round pick in 2017, and another third-round pick in 2017. And look, look, you know, there's always exceptions to the rules, but the Redskins, right, RG3, they're in our division. We saw that trade up close and personal. The Rams got the 2012 first-round pick, 2012 second-round pick, 2013 first-round pick, 2014 first-round pick. So here's the thing. I got even one more for you, brother. Right? I was a big Hogan fan growing up. You know what I'm saying? So I had the the brother in there. Uh, When the Eagles and the Browns made the trade, the number eight overall pick, a third and fourth round selection in that draft, next year's first-round pick, and a second-round pick in 2018. And we also got a fifth round pick there. So you need to, I think the deal that I'm, the counter offer I'm making to your original offer 
is, is exactly that. I want both your t- your ones, both your twos, and I want your first round pick next year. And you're welcome if your quarterback hits. You won't need a quarterback for the next 15 years. So here's the thing, though. So if you notice about one of those picks, it really hamstrung a franchise for a long time. So here's my counteroffer to that. I will give you my number ones and number twos this year. I'll give you my number two next year and my number two the year after that. Oh, I like that. That's getting me horny. Is it getting you horny? <laughs> yeah. that, that got me horny. I was surprised yeah. Tim was on the phone after you read off all those trades. Like, yeah, yeah, this guy he, wants no parts of me, but yeah. Now two, he's horny. Two twos, two ones, two twos this year, a two next year, and then the year after that. That's right, because I know that the, these Jets are on the clock next, and I think they got their eye on the guys that the guy that I want. That deal I like. That was a lot better than that nonsense that you brought the first the first time around. Yeah, we gotta start low. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We're the, yeah, we're the bills. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that one, but yo, that look. That's also that's also what it takes. You need to right. blow the other team out. And also, you got to think about this, right? If you're the Giants, you're kind of setting the market for where you might be in two, three years when Eli does hang it up. You might be a team that's in Buffalo's position where you got to trade up with someone. They might turn to you and say. Yo, man, remember what you asked Buffalo for? Mm. Yeah, it sucks now when you got to mortgage all of that for the future. So the Giants, I think the draft starts here. I know it sounds cliche and I know it sounds late, lame, but the Giants could go so, so many different directions. Uh, for me personally, this is uh, the homer in me, but this is also what I think the Giants should do going forward for the better of the franchise. It's it's Josh Rosen, without a doubt, quarterback from UCLA. Ooh. I think Rosen is the most polished quarterback in this draft. He looks like an NFL guy when he throws. Uh, he got Roger swagger to him where he knows he's the man. And anyone that tells him that he's not, he'll check him with it. Uh, they had a little, they had a video on NFL Network where him and Rogers were training together and just throwing throwing routes. And you just saw a, a carbon copy of, of Aaron Rodgers. I'm not saying that he's going to be as good as Rodgers, but the swagger and the demeanor of it. You know, Cali kids, you kind of get that from them. Uh, the biggest concerns, though, he's had some serious injuries. Uh, he had a shoulder injury in 2016 and two concussions last year. That's a big one, I think. But the entire team was a shit show last year. The entire offensive staff got fired. A lot of players on the offense did not produce the way that they expected them to produce. And look, this is a guy when his back's against the wall, he he orchestrated the greatest comeback in college football history week one against Texas A&M. And he just looks like a natural pocket passer. So I think if you're the Giants, also the moves that the Giants made this offseason don't make sense to take anyone other than a quarterback. You lose your two, two best offensive linemen, which on an offensive line that was trash anyway. So the fact that you lose your two best offensive linemen that's a head scratcher right there, and you, you give up. One, you add one though. You add you one. You add a left tackle. You add a left tackle, fine, but it's also. You also add a right but, tackle by adding a left tackle because Eric Flowers was over to right tackle. Fine, but that's still that's such an unknown with Eric Flowers. True. So if he brings what he brought from the left side over to the right side, it's still going to be a disaster, and you weaken the right side of the offensive line by getting rid of a uh, boss's boy Justin Pugh. Cues up. So I think with the Giants. The, the Giants approach should be looking down the road and going with Josh Rosen. See, if I was a Giants fan, I'm not going to lie. If they pick Josh Rosen, I'm, and I'm not saying anything bad about Josh Rosen, I want the Jets to draft Josh Rosen. I think he is an NFL quarterback 100%. I would be furious if I was a Giants fan. I'm looking at a generational talent in Saquon Barkley on this board. Not only that, I'm looking at Quentin Nelson, who you just said the line that the Lions. The Giants have struggled on that offensive line for so long. I'm looking at those two players 
who could add a giant need in a hole on a veteran-laden team that has a defense that was one of the best in the NFL two years ago before the offense shit the bed, right? And a weak running game that has been the the bane of the existence of the Giants for forever, right? So if I'm if I'm the Giants and I'm taking a quarterback for the future, that's a hard sell for my franchise, especially in a in a day and age when if your quarterback sucks, you're gonna suck, mm. and if you suck, you're gonna have another shot at another quarterback. And but it, not in this, and not in a draft that's been highly touted for about four years now. People so, have been talking up this draft. Also, too, it might not have been your call. He he wanted to take, but they're taking someone else's call. If they want to take Quentin Nelson. True. Like they're not staying at two to take Quentin Nelson. No, they're you, you, not taking. You're him not. At two. You're not taking Nelson at two. He exactly. Nelson of all the players in the top ten that are projected to go, he's a guy that can help you now and in a decade. Right away. He's going to come in and be an all-pro. That's my hot take for this draft. I think. I don't think that's a hot take I, at all. I think Quentin Nelson's going to come in and be an all-pro right away. Right Zach Martin, 2.0, two right away. But if you're the Giants, everyone's talking about Barkley, right? And look, once again, because I don't want to get tweets from these trolls on Twitter telling me that, oh, yo, you were shitting on Barkley. No, Barkley's going to be the truth. I don't want Barkley because Zeke Elliott went in the first round, top 10. Leonard Fournette went top 10. But what did they have that the Giants and Barkley wouldn't have? They didn't have an offensive line. Well, they had an offensive line. The Giants don't have an offensive line. Barkley is also a guy who tends to bounce a lot of balls to the outside. And he in college, he worked. His speed was what got him to the next level. Yeah, those stretch plays. But that's not going to cut it in the league. All these guys are being... Ah, but that's only one aspect of his game, though. He's also a good in-between tackles runner. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. That's what he's saying sure, about but the weakness of the line. But, uh, this also, he's not a he's not a, a like a bell cow kind of back. He he had twenty five carries or more only one time in his career. This isn't a guy that you could turn around and feed the ball to him thirty five times a game. Yo, if you're gonna do that, you do that one time throughout the season. The Giants are so interesting too, because when do you ever see the Giants this high in the draft? That's another reason why they should take a quarterback, right? I'll tell you guys now, when we record the episode on Thursday, we better be done by 7 o'clock because there's no way I'm missing this draft pick. This is the biggest draft pick they've had in, yeah, in, no in 15 The Jets years. are right after that. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we're, we're hitting the pause button. We're hitting yeah. the pause. We're doing something. We're recording Thursday. But if, if you're the Giants, I think the fact that Boss said, this historically, you're not a team that drafts this high. And you're in a situation where, yo, what did I tell you guys all offseason last year? You guys are going to suck, but this is the year to suck. What happened? At one point, the Giants are 1-10. I'm like, yo. Sign me up. We're gonna get a quarterback, and that's what you should do. If you get a chance at a quarterback, you should definitely take him. And and I, I I've liked Rosen for a long, long time now. Chosen Rosen, the chosen has one. been chosen. He's been chosen. Has now. been chosen. Uh, all right, now three. We got the Jets on the clock. So I'm sitting here. Good luck, AKA Tim. I'm Mike McCagnan, and yeah. I'm and I'm and I'm, I'm Mike McCagnan. Nah, you're Tim Petrop. I'm Tim Petrop, AKA the chosen. Patrop? Jesus Christ. That's regular. Bad bad jokes is regular. At least he acknowledged that joke. So, um, I'm looking at this draft, and I think if the Jets are presented with this scenario where two quarterbacks go off the board first, they're going to go with Baker Mayfield, but I'm not a fan of Baker Mayfield. Now, it's not that I'm not rooting for this guy to succeed. I don't want people to think that because my little brothers, as you know, the the Brodo twins, shout out G-Plug, the Brodo fantasy twins, Michael and Jason, they always... They're like, oh, why do you hate Mayfield? I don't hate Mayfield. I want him to succeed, but I want him to succeed from afar. I'm a Jets fan. I want the prototypical dude for once in my fucking life. Just one time. I want the guy with the strong arm. That's it. The big, strong arm guy. And the the guy that's left who has a big and a strong arm 
is Josh Allen. Now, there's a lot of negatives that go with Josh Allen, but there is a rebuttal for everything. Everyone talks about his low completion percentage. Well, Wyoming had one of the worst O-lines in the entire FBS last year. And on top of that, they started two true freshmen. So not only you're starting two true freshmen on a bad line already, right? He was on the run for his life at all times. On top of that, he didn't even have anything that's close to even sniffing an NFL wide receiver. Two years ago, he had one guy that's on the Patriots practice squad. That's not an NFL caliber wide receiver. People like to point out that he played bad against the Power 5 conferences. One TD and eight interceptions against those teams. Well, he had a really bad team around him. Mm. And that's what happens when you try to make too much plays. Let's go to the Senior Bowl. When he had that NFL around, the NFL talent around him, he made the throws and he made all of them. And they were fucking gorgeous. I don't know if you guys saw the throws that he was making at the Senior Bowl. Two, two touchdowns to no interceptions. He put touch on the ball. Everyone's complaining about how he can't put touch on the ball. Great. Um... But he had NFL talent around him last season, some people say. Wyoming has never had a first-round pick in the history of the school. His center was picked in the fifth, in the sixth round last year, and they've had no picks over the fourth round since 1997. That's not a place where NFL talent goes. Excellent year. And people say, he's not athletic enough. He's all arm. He's just a strong arm. Well, he had 12 rushing TDs in two years. On top of that, he's excellent on throwing on the run. He's even His arm strength comes even more into play when, you, when he's running back and throwing off that back foot. On top of that, they did a sports science on him. This guy throws the ball at 74 miles an hour. Now, if you're a baseball fan, it doesn't sound like a lot. But if for football, that is coming in high. Brett Favre plus. That is... Brett Favre used to throw 70 and break his receiver's fingers. He's throwing four miles per hour harder than that, 74. On top of that, his his mechanics when he throws on the run, his foot does not leave the ground until his arm makes the throw. That is so important for kinetic energy when you're transferring power from your foot to your arm. Fucking scientist. Science class, huh? Listen, I'm all all about Josh Allen. I love Josh Allen in this draft. I think the Jets won't draft him, but I think they should. So my pick is Josh Allen for number three overall. I got to say one thing about the Senior Bowl. I feel as if that is my discovery in a way because remember you got put on super throwback. No, no, I don't know what you're talking about. I wrote up about David Johnson. David Johnson had uh, played at the Senior Bowl and he killed it there. And then, you and I. So I feel like as if he was my discovery there. Uh, the one thing I'll say about Josh Allen, don't aren't you a little worried that in all he struggled against worse competition then these like he put up worse numbers against worse competition than all the other guys in this so draft. A lot of a lot of the the stuff that are, is around him is they say he has happy feet, right? And he can't make the easy throws. Go watch tape on Josh Allen because not I'll I'll study tape for this show, but I'll really study tape if I'm gonna argue with my brothers. All right, mm-hmm. so <laughs> I went and I fucking studied this Josh Allen tape. When he drops back, he literally had no time. It's like he didn't know what it was like to have a clean pocket. So when he had a clean pocket, yeah, he did miss a couple easy throws. And the easier the throws got, the more he was inaccurate. But the throw this guy, the throws this guy makes on the run, the throws he makes downfield, it, they're unmatched. And he's he's done everything in terms of mechanics and fixing himself and proving that he's coachable during this process. So like that, none of that scares me. Like. There, there's so many people who are like, but he didn't score the high grade on PFF, and he had the worst. I am not drafting the best player in college football. I'm drafting the player who's going to be the best in the NFL. 
And mm. in order to be the best in the NFL, you need to have a certain skill set. Yeah. He's he's the ultimate like if you had your family come over from Europe and they they never they never hold on, let me finish before you start laughing because this is bars. Right, if you if you had your family come over from Europe and they never watched football, and you were to tell them that, yo, that guy over there is the most important player on the field, and this is what he should look like, you would show him Josh Allen, like size wise, built, and all that, his physique. He even looks like a good old Texas boy who was the all star who dated the head cheerleader. He just looks like a quarterback. Yeah, I'll say this too about the Jets, they traded up to get into this position, right before before any name flew off the board. That bothers me for the Jets. Because, yes, Nick said this is, you know, the heralded class of quarterbacks. And if there was a year to lose, it was this year. Well, the Jets put themselves in the third spot. If they had a guy targeted, who knows if he won't go one or two to, you know, the Browns or the Giants. It's such a head-scratching move for me. Well, <clears throat> I think it's I know you're going to get one of the quarterbacks, but is that what you – is that what you – that's all you cared about? I think it's getting they, one of these guys? I think they just because they like Mayfield. I think Mayfield's guaranteed Lockett for number two. For enemy for number three. And so I think you said, and you, like said you wanted Josh Allen, but you I really want Josh think Allen. The Jets I think Mayfield. if they if they had the choice between Allen and Mayfield, they're taking Mayfield. Even but if I, Saquon goes too? Even if say no, I think that then the pick is Rosen. So I I think their I think their top three is Darnold, Rosen, Mayfield. No, I think from go, what I'm reading. I think they go Mayfield over Rosen, but that's just me. Uh they McCagnan saw Josh Rosen's pro day. And Baker Mayfield's pro day then traded up, so I'm with Tim. I think they go Baker Mayfield if Rosen's off the board in this scenario. Just wanted to point that out. It's interesting. It's gonna be a man. I'm gonna really hold. I'm gonna really like cross my fingers to hear Roger Goodell say it's running a, back in that fucking ge- a giant yeah. stick, man. Yo, you know what's gonna be funny now that I think about it? Because New England has two two ones and two twos. They're in the similar situation like uh, Buffalo. Uh, if like Rosen is there at four, they just like Belichick just go, yo, yo, get the trade. These idiots passed up on Rosen or some shit. Like, yo, the Jets just messed up again. If like the, some kind of shit like that. If the Pats do that, like search the Hudson next Thursday. That's where I'm <laughs> Somewhere in the Hudson. If they, oh, if, I think if, that's a team oh that no God. one's talking about trading up. I haven't, I haven't heard anybody talk about them trading up into the top five. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Go that's ahead. a team that that might make some noise too, man. If we t- if the Jets take Josh Allen or Baker Mayfield, I'm sitting here pulling my hair out until August. Yeah, yeah we'll, I agree. We'll figure it out. Uh, all right, I got the fourth pick with the Browns' uh, second pick, and I'm taking Barkley here. I mean, if you get a chance to grab the QB that you want, and arguably like the most talented guy in the uh, draft, I think pretty much one uh, draft day. They just got Carlos Hyde, which I forgot about, but when I was like looking up, I totally forgot that he went there. Carlos Hyde's like, he's a good player. Always ends up in my fantasy team for some reason, which is so weird. Has a good, like, week one through three, and then just kind of, you know. He's like the Nate Burleson of uh, wow. running backs. Nate Burleson, <laughs> Nate Burleson has been on every single person who's ever played fantasy football's fantasy team. Yo, he's mad, like, suave and clean cut on the NFL now. Hell right now. Oh, he's Yo, Nate Nate Burleson's man. He's got yeah. suits on suits. Yeah. Always fresh. That, uh, guy, that guy definitely got the... The shape up guy on deck every yeah, morning flies him out, uh, but yeah, Carlos Hyde's not like good enough for you to like pass up on someone like Barkley. I mean that the offense in Cleveland could be pretty dope with like Josh Gordon, and then they got uh, Jarvis, and then Barkley, Coleman, and even uh, Nujoku, and then whoever the fuck is throwing the ball over there. You have tons of weapons now, um, and I still think their defense is like all right over there, but you know, 
Owen <clears throat> sixteen is not really supporting that uh that theory. But I mean, also something with this pick. If I was the Browns, I would entertain the fact of trading out of it because I feel like if Barkley goes to and a quarterback is left here or whatever, I feel like someone could be trading like a ton of shit for the four pick. So I that would be something I would entertain. I don't really know Yo. what it could be, but definitely I would, I would look for that. No, <laughs> yeah, no, no knock on Barkley. There's mad good running backs in this class. There There's is. a lot of good ones that you could find in the second and third and fourth round. Yo, last year, the leading rusher in the league, Kareem Hunt, third round pick. Rookie of the year, third round pick, Alvin Kamara. Le'Veon Bell, uh, day two pick. David Johnson, day two pick. You can find a lot of running backs later on. That's another reason now, going back to the Giants, I apologize, but they're my team. That's another reason why I want the Giants to take a quarterback because you can find a franchise running back in day two. You can't find a franchise quarterback for the most part in day two. So you have a chance to take one there. I would take a quarterback. And I think think the, the Browns are entertaining the idea of trading back. Why not? For sure. You're 0-16, like Joey said. You might as well trade back because you need more help than that. I don't care what you did this whole Also, season. I will say, like, so I said, if if I'm the Browns and I'm not trading back, like, obviously I'm taking Barkley. Like, Carl's Hyde is not good enough for me to not take him. But if I'm trading out of it, like, you're cool with Carl's Hyde. Like, nah. I'm cool with it, like, for the time being. Like, it, it makes it a, a little better if, like, I'm you're getting crazy offers to get out of that pick. It's like, all right, it's not like I have no one back there. El Guapo! Papa! If I'm a Browns fan and you trade that number four pick, I am fucking losing it. Like, yo, enough! Longevity, Tim! No, longevity, enough! It's it's always, it's gotta be... There's no longevity There's gotta be a time where you you are... This is it. This is where the plan culminates. Like, you got a number one and a number four. Like, yo, do it. This is where the plan culminates. No more trading for picks in the future. The future's fucking now. Tim, you can trade back two slots and pick up, like, three picks. Or or you can pull the Bears. Two slots. Who's going to trade with them? The Colts? No, they're not. What did the Bears do? Yeah, they're not doing that. What did the Bears do last year? They traded traded up one spot spot. with, with San Francisco. So, you can probably, like I said, there's a bunch of teams that want a quarterback right here that you can move back a couple spots. And you still keep that pick that you're yelling about, and you still, <laughs> and you fuck take, that, fuck it. No but, one's doing that. Okay, so let me ask you a question. Who's who's trading? Let me up? ask you a question. But you but you don't make it. You're not making any sense. The Bucks maybe. You, the Browns already took their quarterback. What if a team is calling you saying, "I want a quarterback here"? How, what are they offering? Because if they're not offering an elite, like yo, you have you have a chance to stay at Saquon. You have a chance, or you're gonna either get Saquon or Bradley Chubb there. No matter, no doubt. And these are two guys who are. Who the people who grade these things and I like them, but that's just me. I'm not a draft grader. But the people who are experts at these things say that these two are generational talents at their position, and your team has a chance to get two generational talents. They either have a chance to get one of the best, the best running back greatest since Adrian Peterson, or a, a pass rusher opposite of Miles Garrett that will give you one of the better defenses in the league. And you're gonna trade that shit for two more picks so you can get a linebacker thirteen. Fuck that. Make the play. Yo, you got to do something. You're go- or else you're going to be the Browns for fucking ever. Like, yo, this is the time. You're going to This is the time where you're getting a number 1 pick, number 4. And you're getting the number 1 pick. Do it. Stop being the fucking Browns. They they won't be the Browns forever if they I, hit on that pick there. Yo, I read a report that the Browns are considering drafting two quarterbacks. Legends. That, w- that would be the browniest no. brown thing I've ever seen in my life. I don't life. know about that. I think that was all just like smoke. That would be pretty brownie. 
Honestly, that'd be, Tim, that'd be the worst. Anyone that's entertained that idea is a legend. Yeah, that's that's stupid. an awful take to have to say that you want. That's both like our no, friend Dominic's like fantasy drafts, like fucking. His that's defense how you know. theory. Yeah, I'm gonna take two defenses in the first and eight picks, like, no so that trading. you can't have one of them. It's like what? Tim, I will say. That was that was bars. I like that. Yo, not for nothing too. My mouth is watering thinking about Bradley Chubb and Miles Garrett. That's I'm coming at you. That's one, deadly, bro. And you, that's crazy. Yo. Uh, all right, let's move forward here. Uh, Impy, you're on the clock with the Broncos. All right, so if I'm John Elway, I'm literally running to the podium. You know, he doesn't physically run to the podium, but I'm running to the phone, and I'm saying, "Quarterback Baker Bakefield from Oklahoma. Mm. You guys have to be ridiculous." Baker Bay winger. You could go. You can argue, and you can make the case for offensive lineman here. But I think Denver goes uh, QB of the future. Um, shout out to Tim's uh, PFF guys, Pro Football Focus, uh, nation's highest graded quarterback, two straight seasons. Uh, his production's unmatched in a court, uh, in relation to any of these guys, uh, and he's doing it against the best talent as well. Um, highest accuracy on tight window throws. What happens in the NFL? What's the difference between college and the NFL? The tight windows, mm. and he's the best at making those tight window throws. Um, I think it's an ideal situation where he can sit and learn behind Case Keenum, who they gave some money to this year. Um, Heisman Trophy winner, completing 70% of his passes, 43 touchdowns, six interceptions. Guy can move. Offense, a Big 12 Offensive Player of the Year. I'm all over Baker Mayfield here. Not even thinking twice. John Elway gets his quarterback. I'm not going to even, uh, you know, a lot of people are afraid to be wrong. I don't care if I'm wrong on this. I do not like Mayfield at all. I don't see him as a guy that's going to be a franchise quarterback. Um, I don't like his attitude. I don't like his off-the-field stuff. That scares me that he has a video running away from cops. It scares me <laughs> that one of the biggest plays of the regular Yo, you're young, bro. I have a video running away from cops if you Yeah, really. but also, Yo, that cop, also. That cop leveled him. Oh, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> But but here's think the thing though. Think as a quarterback. Here's the thing. You're the most important player in sports as a quarterback. And if I'm gonna give you the keys to the franchise, I'm gonna make you the face of the franchise. I'm sorry. I don't want you running from the cops in a video. No, I, feel I also don't want you scoring a touchdown in the biggest game of the year and your whole team is celebrating and you're over there in front of the camera doing the Rob Van Dam. You know, like on the whole freaking show kind of thing. Like you're showboating. I look. Everybody's different. That's just me. I'm not gonna give you thirty million dollars a year at one no, point. You sound like the soft society living nowadays no it's, it's not because i've seen i've seen thing. this guy before i've seen this kind of player before yeah, where you, there's you, red you, flags with players you can't and then, have a me guy as your quarterback yo if you like for reasons of like run away from the cops like yo if you're 18 like smoking yeah. whatever like whatever, whatever he got into whatever laramie tunsil hit, hit a bong and fell in his draft stock fell like yo you're 18 yeah that's a left tackle man not what, my quarterback what, what no, i'm like, going something by that, that happened years ago i'm not going to hold that against him for the rest of his life and one thing that i'm going on with that is like baker's mayfield's baker mayfield's teammates <laughs> <laughs> has have nothing bad to say about him they all agree that he's a team leader and not only is he a team leader he demand he has a pocket pre- not a pocket presence a huddle presence that people listen to him and like there's some people that just Demand respect. Like, my grandfather's one of those people. He walked in the room, and everyone was like, shut the fuck up. All right? John, uh, John's talking. That was my grandfather's name. Some people just have that. Some people just have that demand, respect kind of a demeanor. I think he's one of them. I, I wouldn't hold his that against it, personally. Also, everyone makes mistakes. Get them out of your system a little early. Right? Who knows? Put them in Denver where it's all legal anyway. Well, we're, we're basically... 
saying that he smoked a pot when that's not even the case. That's it. That's true. He was basically on campus, probably drunk or something, like out late, and he tried to get away from campus police. Like that's right, a we're big just deal. assuming now. Like, yeah. No, yeah. there's a video. Yo, first of all, the video is hilarious. Go watch it if you haven't seen it. it he's just place. standing there and he's like, I don't even know what's going. And then he just books it, and some cop drills him. <laughs> and then he's like, What are you doing? <laughs> so, yo, you tried to run and fucking love him. That guy definitely played. I have problems like with players when they take penalties. Like the crotch grab against Kansas? Yeah, it's trash. That's not cool. But that's also, someone can argue that when you're a me guy, you know, that sort of thing. Like when Odell does like excessive celebrations or he does like crazy shit, it's like, you're taking away from the team now. Right. Like you don't want that to be your quarterback. Like it's okay in any other position, but the the leader of your team, you can't have that. Just imagine when someone picks up a big first down, he's going to be celebrating harder than the wide receiver. Yeah. (laughs) Marching. He'll be running down to the line like it's college. (laughs) It's <laughs> great. Uh, all right. Uh, number six, we have the Colts. Boss, you're on the clock. So I traded down right with the Jets. We made that move a couple weeks ago. And I'm taking Quinton Nelson here, mm. sixth overall. We could make a really solid interior line with Ryan Kelly and Quinton Nelson. And if Andrew Luck ever comes back, you know, inside will be short up for the next 10 to 12 years. Or five years if you want to talk about just like, Rookie contracts. So I think he's the best old lineman. Andrew Luck hasn't been on the field for, for other issues, you know, for sh- arm issues and shoulder issues. But if we can keep him upright, I think this is the best move to, if he does come back, to prolong his career and keep him upright. Okay. Yeah. So I got Quentin Nelson here at six. Notre Dame. I mean, he's he's the most sure thing, I think. Yo, the thing sure. is, too, have, the- we t- have we talked about Saquon Barkley going for? Running backs never went four, I mean, that high, until a couple years ago. Who was it? Reggie Bush, AP, and then Yeah, it's, it, it was a while. Yeah, it was a while. So When the knock on him going number one overall is that a guard has never that's what been. I'm saying. No like one that, takes that's a, guard a lame that high. thing for me. Like it's, he's the truth. And he's a guy, like I said before, who he's going to be an all-pro right away, no matter where he goes, which is another unique thing, which I don't think any other prospect has in this class, where... He can go to the Patriots. He can go to the Browns. He's going to be an all-pro because he's that good. And uh, Dave Gettleman, the GM for the Giants, says that when you have the number two pick, you want to draft someone that's going to wear a gold jacket one day, be a Hall of Famer. I think he's going to wear a gold jacket one day. And if you're Andrew Luck, you're finally saying, thank you. Finally, <laughs> some help. Send no. help. Send help. All of no, a sudden, you got... This mannequin epitomizes yeah. a lot of feelings for the teams I'm drafting yeah, for. And all of a sudden, you got two... You got two, uh, what do you call it? a good offensive lineman in a division where you got the Jaguars who are coming after you. You got the Texans who, when they're healthy, are got the two best DNs and the probably the best tandem outside of a possible Miles Garrett Bradley uh, Bradley Chubb. So, yeah, mm. Juno. Uh, all right, now we have the seventh pick. Nick, you're on the clock. The Bucks. Steal. I got I got Bradley Chubb going here. Oh yeah, yeah. Which is a little crazy. Pair him up with Gerald McCoy. This Let is, him learn from a veteran. Jesus. This is Leonard Williams. I was all saying over this, this has to be a BPA pick. Like this guy shouldn't be falling this way. Yeah, this is one of those things where you probably had your eyes on somebody else. Uh, I think a DB here would be a nice play for Tampa Bay because they need some defensive backs in that uh, defensive backfield. But you get a chance to get Bradley Chubb, who, by the way, is a guy that benefited for for coming from coming back. Like, he was eligible to go into the draft last year, and he came back, improved, and now he's going to be a top-10 pick, where last year he would have been a borderline first-round pick. 
So sometimes we do see where kids come back, uh, kids leave early for college, and it doesn't benefit them. Here, he stayed back another year. But, yo, you get Bradley Chubb at seven, you're chilling. Yeah, that's that's a no-brainer if he's there. Obviously. Could be like a top two pick. Him and if he any like other year, said, any other non quarterback year where this we talked about this quarterback class, any year where this class isn't that deep in terms of quarterbacks, he'd be a top two. And, and you got a, a guy whose move, his array of moves are so vast, and he can learn from a guy like Gerald McCoy, who is who is one of the premier defensive and yeah. pass rushers in the game. That's ideal. So I should, you know, I spent some time doing player comparisons for some of these picks, and I haven't mentioned one player comparison yet. <laughs> so I think you're gonna like this one. I see Justin Tuck in him. Mm. Ooh. So he's a guy that can line up inside and outside. The one big issue with him when he was playing at North Carolina, NC State, a lot of his sacks were just speed rushes where he would just beat the guy off the edge. Can't really get away with that in the NFL as much. You need to develop a bull rush also. So I think that's probably the biggest weakness in his game, which is something that with the weight room and the the proper training, when you get to that next level, I think it'll improve. But, yo, I think Justin Tuck is a dope comparison. And if you can get a Justin Tuck in the top 10 who... Tuck went in the fourth round when the Giants got him from Notre Dame, but you get a guy like that, inside, outside, all pro kind of player. Talk about him in the weight room. We saw Hard Knocks with Joe McCoy. Dude was in there before the sun was up. That, man's a, that man's a next-level beast. Yo, one of my uh, friends from high school, Stefan, he played offensive lineman for a D2 school, ended up getting invited to uh, Tampa Bay Bucks training camp. He said he blocked Gerald McCoy on one play, and like McCoy was like half-assing it, and then he got called out by his coaches. And then McCoy went up to my friend Stefan. He's like, you know, like, now nah, it's a wrap for you, kind of. And he <laughs> just, sorry. like, chewed him out. And then, and then my friend Stefan was like, yo, that's that's when you know, you know what, you realize what it takes. And he's like, I didn't have what it takes. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy, dude. I also think that, like, now that I'm, like, really thinking about it, Chubb, realistically, where do you think, realistically, he goes? I, I think with... I think he goes four. Cleveland, I was going to say. I, I think that, because I think Barkley goes two. So I think that he's the obvious pick for Cleveland. I honestly think that Barkley could even like fall past two. Like if the Giants go quarterback, and then where is he going to go? He's going to go. So you think if I'm the Bucks, you think Barkley is more prone to falling in the draft than Chubb? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. The only reason why I'm saying that is because you you address both sides of the ball if you're Cleveland. You get your pass rusher and you get a quarterback. And if they both pan out, it's like you're fucking chilling, and you don't need Barkley. Like, you know what I mean? Like Hyde's good enough for you to like, because you have mad weapons everywhere. That's true. Those little blue bread on that O line. That's what I'm season. saying. And like, the, if you you address the D line, that's huge for your defense. That you can have a lot of ramifications find... because then you got to think like, all right, so you got the Broncos there at five. The Broncos have a need at running back. Well, they seem to like Devin Booker a lot. Not Devante. Devin Booker. Devontae Booker a lot. Sorry, right. we know we know you with names, bro. It's cool. Listen, like we, 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 we the Broncos need everything, including three point shooters. Okay, so when they like the, they like him a lot, and they 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 got rid of C J Anderson for him, but I wonder if they consider trading that pick, and I wonder if the Bucks come up and try and make a pick out of that seven spot and move up those two spots like you were talking about, and give up a lot of for that for that player because I feel like the Bucks, if they had a running game to go on top of that prolific possibly prolific offense that's a whole new dimension for them i think saquon barkley is a is a generational talent that's going to change an offense so we'll see we'll see like i that's an interesting question my bad i don't trade into the top 10 unless i'm taking a quarterback true that i mean we'll see though bills traded up all those picks for sammy watkins and 
They're still struggling. He's not even on the team anymore. Yeah. Okay, Benji. But, but, I'm but you could counter. Usually means like. You could counter. Falcons did the same with Julio. And that panned out for them. But Julio. the counter to that counter is they had Matt Ryan. You're so you arguing could, with yeah, yourself. Yeah, this is big. <laughs> no, 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 but arguing with himself. Yeah, but. Double counter. That goes to tell you, though, if you have a quarterback, you could take the risk. Yo, it sounds like SmackDown versus Royal 2007. Mad counters. Yo, oh. speaking of SmackDown versus Raw 2008, tag team oh, partner. Was, 2008, 378 yeah. wins in a row. Me and Impy. Bunch of 378? cheaters. 378? Nah, but no lie, no one could beat us. Unofficially official. It was like Goldberg. Remember Goldberg back that. in the day on Nitro? Like one Nitro, he was like 48 and 0. And then the next track, 63. And we're like, dude, how do you have 15 matches in six days? House shows, bro. House shows. You're right, brother. Yeah, dude. Fight nine times I still night. remember <laughs> when the fucking. Big boss man hit him with the nightstick and and Hogan covered him. Kevin Nash. Kevin Nash, excuse yeah, me. Yeah, Kevin yeah, Nash, yeah. yeah. Crazy. But Hogan was the co- cover, right? Hogan, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. I remember uh, all right, uh, now we got the eight pick. Uh, the Bears are on the clock. Tim? So the Bears are in need of defensive help. I think on the offensive side, they did a lot to upgrade this offseason, so they're feeling good about their offensive side. So what are they going to do? Um, Nick Fangio is their defensive coordinator, formerly the Vic. defensive coordinator. Nick, excuse me. Uh, Vic. Yo, Vic, I'm going to have Vic, a bottle of me. liquor here. Every time you get a bad a name wrong, you just got to rip a shot. This one was <laughs> this one was autocorrect's fault. All right? <laughs> so Vic, Vic Fangio is there. Uh, he's the former defensive coordinator for the 49ers. And when he was, when he had his, his 49ers defense in the prime, the key to the defense was that super fast, athletic, inside linebacker, Patrick Willis, Navarro Bowman type of guy. Right? And who I'm looking at is Tremaine Edmonds here. Now, Tremaine Edmonds is only 19 years old, but he's a freak athletically. Um, One NFC scout says they don't come like him. I don't think there's ever been a linebacker that has his size and speed. You're better off comping him with a basketball player when asked who he comps him to. So that is a complete... In case you're wondering, he ran a a 4-5-4 at the combine, fifth fastest. He's 6-5-250. 6'5", 2'50", 4'5", 4'. And I think the most, he's definitely the most interesting prospect in the draft. Definitely. Did you even mention his age yet? 19. Yeah, yeah. I mentioned his age. 19 years old, and any he could cover. He's good at covering the tight end. He likes covering the running back out of the backfield. That's something that he tells scouts he likes to do. Yeah, but he, I, I watched a, a little bit of Virginia Tech this year with him. He misses a lot of coverages because he's still so new to the game because he's so raw. So he does blow a lot of coverages in in uh, in like pass defense because he doesn't he still misses his assignments like little assignments. It's definitely one the biggest knock on him is that he he's like an over pursuer. Yeah, so he's like too he'll aggressive. fall for the double move and he'll he'll whiff on a tackle because he's going so fast. But if you're 19 years old, that's something you could work on. He can come off the edge. You can play on the inside. He led the Ho- the Hokies this year with 109 tackles, and on top of that, 14 of those tackles were for loss, including 5.5 sacks. You don't see 109 tackles plus 14 tackles for loss. On top of that, what I really like and what really makes me under- think that he can improve, he's a legacy. His dad was a two-time pro Bowl tight end with the Dolphins. So he's the type of guy who could really change your whole defense if he pans out. 6'5", six th- six standing in the middle on a, in, in the linebacker, that, that, that changes everything. That changes your defense uh, for the run for the pass everything so i i just think that with their need plus best player available i really think that tremaine edwards is someone that you can't pass up here i want to just add one thing to what you're saying and i agree with you people that are listening could maybe assume oh maybe one hit wonder he's young between the sophomore and junior seasons he combined over 202 tackles 30 and a half for loss 10 sacks and three force fumbles super so consistent he's done it he's done it for two years and he's 19 18 and 19 in 
great competition. Yeah, it's not like he did it. Yeah, in the a ACC flash, is. Flash right, the ACC pen. is. He did it for one season. You know what I'm saying? He did it for two years. My player comp to him is JPP. Oh. Physical built and also how raw he is to the game. Still so young, man. Makes sense. More fingers. Too soon? I mean, it's not my problem no more. <laughs> Just asking. Tampa Bay, that's your I issue. Think, I think it's the right time. I mean, that's probably amount of time, right? He's he's back in the league. He's healthy. He's had, yeah, you know, he didn't blow his years. dick off. So he's, got a, he's got a custom glove, I think. I got a question glove? for you. Would you rather blow your dick off? Never. Nothing. Whatever the other choice is. Doesn't matter. <laughs> no dick, no hope. It could be my head. <laughs> what was the next what one? Was the other one? Yeah. yeah, tell me. I was going to say your entire like arm. Yeah, yeah. Dick arm. or arm? You can get a prosthetic oh. arm. Bro, yeah, yeah. Fuck Yo, that. Listen. You can get a prosthetic dick. Live your life It'll like this. No dick, no hope. Listen, back back in my day when before I started using it, I was a lot I was a lot sadder person. <laughs> <laughs> uh all right, next we have at nine the 49ers. I got the 49ers taking Rokwan. Rokwan Swift Ro- I said Swift. Swift. Take a shot. God damn. Damn. Hanging out See? with him too much. You guys texting feeling on the like side. It is. I tried feeling like, like you're twenty three. Oh, that's wh- not the melody at all. What the fuck song is that? That was that? a Taylor Swift song. That's no, it's not. It's not twenty two. Twenty two. Feeling, feeling, feeling like you're twenty three. I don't know Taylor Swift. Man. <laughs> Yo, no, you, gotta, you gotta take another shot. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think this is a good fit for the 49ers. I mean, they're missing Ruben Foster. I think he's wrapped up in some DV case or something like that. God knows what's gonna be happening with him. Uh, but they're in need of an edge rusher, and fucking Smith is like fast as shit. He used to play wideout in high school. This dude's athletic and catch the ball. Uh, describe his coach describes him as. Esk- Yo, I can't speak. Excellent. An excellent blitzer. Mm. Okay? Someone who, uh, who's also regarded as a leader. I think that when you're missing someone like Ruben Foster, who was like impactful when he was on the field, uh, and you add someone like this, it can only help your defense. I mean, they seem to be figuring out what's going on with their offense with Jimmy G in there, winning a couple games at the end of the season. So build, build out that defense. They just got Richard Sherman too, right? Yeah. Could be a whole new face of that defense. Uh, a lot of people say that he's undersized to play middle a linebacker. Little undersized, yeah. He's uh almost six foot one. You know, what else is undersized. Someone. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yo, he was <laughs> he was a tackling machine in a very run heavy conference, and he dominated anytime they played the best competition. He stood out. The number three stood out in uh in the national championship game. Um. He has uh, ready for this one. He has the triple large, triple R's, read, triple react, and rage. Mm. <laughs> Very London Fletcher. Did you him. coin that? I did. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say this is something Nick made. Yeah, up. yeah. <laughs> read, react, and rage. Yo, London Fletcher was a guy who was undersized. He played for about fifteen years in the league too. Oh yeah. Is a guy who leader of that defense. Leader of the defense with the Rams and with the Redskins. Won a Super Bowl also. And there's a guy who the Bills too. He, uh, yes, he did play with Buffalo in, in between those two uh, destinations. Um, I think that Roquan Smith is just the best linebacker in this draft, for sure. Mm. Can't go wrong with guys from the SEC in, when it comes to, like, that position. I also just love the fact that, like, I love, I mean, he, he, it was crazy that this dude is going to be in the NFL as a linebacker and he used to play wide receiver. Yeah. Who the fuck was covering Triple R's, thing? baby. It's kind of crazy. What uh, was it? Somewhere? Read, react, rage. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, the way he tackles guys, he does rage. Yeah. Yo, and he wore a single digit, dude. If you were in a single digit as a linebacker, 
What's you're, good? You're a bad man. Bradley Chubb, number nine, as an edge rusher. Any more three, that's my shit. The yeah. two linebackers that just went, there's a big debate over who's better. I feel like this is like the classic quarterback comparison of like Josh Rosen versus Josh Allen. One of them's like the polished, plug-and-play, uh, pro-ready linebacker. And then the other one's like the big arm, could physical be great specimen. physical specimen kind got of Got all the tools. Yeah. Right. Got Fuck. all the tools. You know what I mean? So, like, it's it's going to be interesting to see where these guys go because I think a lot of people have them. And I saw a lot of mock drafts just have them back-to-back anyway. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's get the 10th pick here. Imp, you got the Raiders. <clears throat> Did you guys know? Do you guys know who the new head coach is in Oakland? Yeah. I think Chucky. I, heard, I think I, I think heard everyone it. knows. Just want to make sure. Chuck. Man, I love that guy, man. Can I can I can I get a John Gruden? Man, I do you know who does a really good one, Michael? Yeah. But I can't do it. But we say, man, the guy I'm about to pick, I love that guy, man. I love that guy, man. <laughs> Spotter Y two banana. No, all right. <laughs> um, I'm going with Minka Fitzpatrick. Um, mm. he's technically listed as a safety, but he's a kind of a do it you know do do it all guy in the secondary. Uh, they need help at safety. They need help at corner. They need help at nickel. So that's where he fits back, fits best everywhere. Um, he, like I said, he has experience in the slot. Uh, he could do it all. He's like he, he kind of reminds me of the Honey Badger. I'm not sure where they stack up uh, physically, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know how the like the height and the weight, uh, you know, correlate. But I definitely he has that kind of a feel where it doesn't really matter where you put him. Just put him on the field, and he's gonna and he's gonna produce. And this Oakland defense should not have been as bad as it was last year, led by Khalil Mack. It should have definitely been better. And so this move or this draft pick will uh, help, you know, solve that issue. He shows up big in big games, nine career interceptions. Four of them were pick sixes. Yeah. So almost half of his picks have gone to the house. So he's a playmaker, right? He's, uh, I, th- I think he's the best defensive player in this draft. And the biggest I- issue a lot of people have with him is that they don't know where he's going to play. But when you're that good, you're going to find somewhere to play. I think Bradshaw was the best defensive player in this draft. But he, All right, he's so you know there. what? Uh, you're right. You're right. I'll give you that. Uh, how about best defensive back in the draft? Debatable. It's close. All right. All right. But uh, I like that Nick Saban has raved about five players in his tenure with Alabama on defense. Uh, Marcel Darius, C.J. Mosley, Ruben Foster, the player, Landon Collins, and now Minka Fitzpatrick. And they've all been big Contributors to their team's success. I think a player comparison for him is uh, this scenario: Jamal Adams. Adams dropped in the draft Damn, too that quickly. Well, yo, Adams had a good ass year. He, he was a guy that he shouldn't have dropped to that point. A lot of people were saying last year that he was the best player in the draft, but you're not taking a defensive back number one overall. So always happens to the Jets. Leonard Williams, uh, Jamal Adams. Nick, I have a. I, I have will, a. Sorry, sorry. Go ahead. I, I will say this about about Alabama DBs. Nick Saban's a great coach. Right, where did he get his start? He was a D backs coach. Mm-hmm. Right, he's very involved with his players. So you see a lot of the times that Alabama secondary is always great, but their players once they stopped getting coached by Saban don't always pan out. Right, if you look at the DBs that have been drafted out of out of Alabama in the past few years, you got Marlon Humphrey who had a good year, Cyrus Jones who we can't really tell, Mark Barron was a bust, D Milner was a bust. Drake Kirkpatrick is okay. D-Miller was also laced with injuries. True. It's still a bust. Ha-ha Clinton Dix. Solid. Bust. What? What? Yo, he was drafted the 21st overall pick. He's a bust? All right, fine. But he's okay, but he's not a first-round no, pick. No, if it I, God, back, that is an awful, awful uh, that's take. Why is that an awful take? That's Yo, a that's, take. that's bad. That's, that's a why, is that, why is that awful take? Because he's not 
a bust, then he's not okay. He's a very, very good player for the Packers. Yo, the Packers. I said solid. The Packers said secondary said has been horrible. Not because of him, though. He hasn't done anything to make it better. Nah, you Even PFF hasn't done the average. Bro, watch the games. Forget about PFF, I do man. watch the, the games. I, I watch the games. Pro Bowler in 2016. You're not a bust when you make the Pro Bowl. I, I wouldn't. I If they had it again, I wouldn't take him. My comparison. Oh, man. That's a, that, I don't know what's worse. That or Matt Ryan. <laughs> Actually, Matt Ryan is worse, but this is like a close second. I I, I disagree. I think right. that when I you think, see the right. tweets, you'll, right, you'll fine. understand. You know what? I'll I'll say no bust. I'll say bust was a little bit harsh words, but he didn't pan out to a number one a number one pick. He's you a number. Drafted he's number one pick though. status. Twenty first. But he's a number one pick status. He's a he's a first rounder. Yeah, without a doubt. I don't, no. I, Let me ask you a question, Nick. My uh, my I, comparison I, that I like, well, I've read and I liked the best. I've read a couple. I'm not done my list. What do you think about Entrez Roll? <laughs> Like early though, early on. Antoine Roll came in as a corner and then transitioned to be a, a very good safety. So like, yeah, yeah, you know I, I can see that. Yeah, continue your list. I'm kind of taken aback by Clinton Dix being called a bust. Yeah, bro. All right, fine. He has tackling I, I issues. I will admit, that's a bust is statement. not the word. The only hole in this game I see is tackling issues. It's a what? Did that secondary so, in Green Bay? But do, but you take like a guy, you take a corner. The, a no, because you take yes, yes, they can. A safety, he's not covering. He's over the top. What is it? Is it too much of a of a stretch to say that he's not great? Let's just say he's not great. I will admit. I will admit to you that I I may have uh, said the word "bust" too loosely. Yeah, he's a he's a very solid, very solid player. Solid player, but not a great player, right? I, he's Can we all, agree he, on that. He's close. I'm not agreeing with that. No, yeah. I think that I think he's really. Good. I think that's a rough take that you have there. But continue. Who else is on your list? Right. You mentioned Landon Collins because he. I think he. No, Landon Collins. Well. Yeah, I didn't mention Landon Collins yeah. on purpose. He 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 yeah. turned out all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Watch them. What I am what I am yeah. saying is there's a bunch of guys, and that, that that's the end of my list. <laughs> there's a bunch of guys who got uh, Kareem Jackson. Oh, had an okay career. He wasn't a high pick, but Eddie Jackson played well round. for the Bears last year. A safety. I think he made Damn, the whole he had a couple team. picks. I know he had some Sixes. picks against the Ravens. Yeah. yeah. So, but uh, Saban no. just works. They tend to underperform compared to where they're expected to be, is what I'm getting at. I think that's kind of normal for like DB. DB's also, yeah, one of the toughest transitions from college to pro. Especially when you don't have that guy who's the, the mastermind of DBs right there behind you. Yeah, I guess so. All right, well, that's our uh, top 10. Uh, we're going to cut that here. And our next ep- next episode will be dropping tomorrow uh, with 11 to 32. So we haven't forgot, about, boy up. haven't forgot about the rest of these teams out here. Uh, but, yeah, that is our episode for the first half. Not the half. First third. No, we had, we, had, we, had some, we had some other things we had to cover because we haven't recorded in a while. So I, I, also, I also feel like in this draft, the top 10, there's a little bit of a fall off after that top 10. For the most part, I mean, in, in drafts, I mean, I think technically Den- Denzel like Ward, Derwin like James a- are the, the the next couple of guys that are are in that top elite class, and then it kind of falls off a little bit. Yeah. Uh. All right. But yeah, just tune in to the episode tomorrow for eleven to thirty-two. Uh, guys, where can they find you? At Endavito twenty-seven on Twitter and the gram. At Timpatrop on all social media outlets, and but only if you're feeling real, real frisky. Also at Brodo Fantasy for all your MLB fantasy needs, and also. At Johnny Patrop for some tacos and liquor. Yeah. 
Land VM10 on all social media outlets. If you're down with some Fortnite, twitch.tv slash Nick, D-A-I-S, holla. You can reach me at IMPY718. You already know Twitter and Instagram. Tim just farted. Or that was Nick. That I'm was sure. Nick. Lambs up. Uh, you guys can follow me on tw- on Twitter at Joe Sanigato. And uh, yeah, our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Veterans Minimum. Like I said, tune in tomorrow for our uh, 11 to 32 of the mock draft. Thanks for listening. There is no part of this apartment that doesn't smell like pure shit. None. Let's do it again. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.